Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the purge. Our government has shut down. We are hiding in a corner with with weapons and uh, barricades. So I hope you all are safe and not outdoors. Um, yeah, then, and I, I'm glad you safely we, made it to recording. Yeah, Jackson. yeah, we are we are hunkered down in our bunker and poised for anarchy. That's right. Well, one of us is poised. For anarchy the other one is just gonna hide in here and try to survive i'm just that yeah that's that's all i want during the purge um what what, what do you mean that's not what a government shutdown means um i have something to undo i'll be back in 20 minutes you you go on with the podcast <laughs> well guys i've got uh, 20 minutes to fill here you want to talk about video games ah <laughs> uh, Fun times we live in. Yeah. So how was your week? Oh, my week was pretty good. I uh, didn't manage to get any Jessica Jones in this week. I have been... I have started watching Jessica Jones because Luke Cage is in it, and I want more of that guy. Yeah. Oh, he was fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that you, you went back to it, though. Yeah. Well, I I was like... Well, I've watched all the Luke Cage. I gotta, I gotta get my fix somehow, and you know, kind of surprised. Cr- I mean, I don't know. That was by far my least favorite. I'm kind of surprised that you liked it, mm-hmm. but different strokes for different yeah. folks. But what I did do this week is, just last night, I had a fantastic RPG session with my crew. We had the big finale fight. Um, they were uh, helping a. Um, well, it was a flying carpet battle with two dragons, one of which they were fighting, the other of which they were assisting, and all sorts of crazy stuff happened. There were there was leaping from the carpet onto the dragons. There was getting thrown into the air and having to, you know, the carpet having to swoop under and save people from uh, from from falling to their death. Um, and then we had uh, we had an epic showdown duel with the evil Jarl. Of the adjacent village that was attacking their their home village and just just a lot of awesome action-packed dramatic stuff happening it was tight sounds kind of fun so uh so the princess was in that castle is what you're saying there was no princess there was I'm there sorry. was a castle uh, well there was Mario there was a reference <laughs> yeah. so it's well you good. said it was the final boss battle that means the princess <laughs> was there it yeah. wasn't toadstool going i'm sorry he's she's not here yeah <laughs> yeah well I i'm guess sorry there... i'm not bitter about that at all to this day <laughs> wow that one went deep huh just do you need to there's just some things that affect me still from video games that and What's her face's death from Final Fantasy VII? Don't say her name. That <laughs> brings her... up strong emotions. <laughs> so you said what's her face deliberately? Yes. I was like, how important could it be if you if you can't even remember her name? I get it now. I get it. Wow. Should we? Should I pull out one of the couches over there and you sit down and me bust out my clipboard? Tell me more about video games, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, how was your week? Oh, it was all right. It was, yeah, it was long and long. Mm-hmm. I'll just stick with long. I mean, we we did run into. Uh, I mean, you were there for this, but we did run into the lady that went off on us. Oh yeah, <laughs> at Max. I don't think she recognized us until some of our friends showed up. We didn't have enough room at our table, so we switched tables. And we, we walked past her, and from then on, she was just glaring at us with knives in her eyes. And, like, I thought maybe I was just, like, seeing things and until I was like, Hey, Jackson, that's the lady. She's like, and he goes, I know. She's been staring at us. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it wasn't my imagination. Okay. <laughs> And if, if you don't remember this story from previous podcasts, but this is at our local restaurant hangout place. We were there the other night, and this woman is the woman that went off on us, like the Trump supporter that that was just bashing us for apparently not bashing Hillary enough when we were bashing I'm Hillary. still confused about that because... Yeah, like what happened? She wouldn't give us a position. I don't understand. Whatever. Anyhow. She, she was... She was straight up glaring at us, and it was fantastic. 
I mean, uh, we weren't talking politics that day either. I don't even remember what we were talking about. It was probably stupid stuff. That sounds like us. Yep. Oh, man. Um, all right, so I don't think we have a, a Terry Crews corner. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Man. I know you guys love to tune in for the latest Terry Crews news, but uh, ain't a whole lot happening. I mean, if you if you feel like googling him, he's got he's got a couple of stories this week. But I mean, it's mostly following um, the whole blackout sexual scandal slash uh, times up thing going on, which is all pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's different n- names for the same thing. It's nothing we haven't talked about already. And I'm trying not to beat that dead horse. Um, mm-hmm. It That whole thing does affect me, and that's why I keep bringing it up. I, I don't want to say affects me. I wasn't part of it, but like it just seems to hit home for me for some reason. But I'm trying not to hit that, hence why we're one reason we're kind of skipping that. We're not trying to be like, hey, that's not yeah. important. You know, yeah, it's so like we've already hit that. <laughs> we'll have a Terry Crews corner when there's Terry Crews stuff to talk about. Uh, if you have, if you can't get enough Terry Crews from this podcast, follow him on his actual Twitter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So. All right. So, media minded. What did you have, dude? Um. Well, of course, it's about video games. Uh, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition released this past week. Um. It's kind of weird for me to be mentioning that because I haven't. I've wa- like I haven't played any of Street Fighter Five, not not any of the previous seasons or releases or anything. Have you? No. Yeah, but I've I've watched Wait. a little bit of it. Eh? No, What's up? maybe I haven't. Have have I'm not sure. Keep talking. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look at the cover and see. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I was actually just earlier this afternoon uh, watching Gerard from the Super Beard Bros um, play some of the some of the new arcade edition with one of his uh, i guess youtube person video guy maker friends and it, it was pretty cool to watch gerard play because if you if you know anything about him and his personality he's known as the completionist and he completes at least one video game every week and releases these weekly videos reviewing and, and by completed, I mean 100% everything. So he's very type A, very driven. That's what I and, refer to as conquering a game. Yes, yes. You didn't just beat it, you conquered he, it. He is, he is a conqueror. Um, and that's what completionism means, being a completionist to him. And watching him play Ryu is really neat because his personality comes through. Um, his aggressiveness, his, you know, dedication to to skill and just playing the game, playing the opponent. Um, it's kind of like um, there's there's another, there's a professional uh, Street Fighter player, Daigo Umehara. Um, mostly just kn- tight. <laughs> He's mostly just known as Daigo the Beast. Um, and watching Gerard is like watching a... Um, it's, he's got the, you know, he's he hasn't got the skill of Daigo, but he's got that same drive, that same um, will to to excel, and it's it's interesting to see them both play Ryu because Ryu, as as a character, as a personality, is kind of all about that drive to excel, um, to develop power and skill. And this, this is, again, just me watching the game, not even freaking playing it, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Man, I, I just I can't do that. Like, the, the one game I think I could sit there and watch, um, oh, I, I'm not going to remember the Twitch player's name, um, but Dead by Daylight, watching that guy play uh, was a lot of fun. But just watching people play that in general, it's such an intense game that, like, watching somebody play is still pretty intense. What kind of a game is it? Um, it's a sandbox game where you're basically, uh, almost literally in a square. Um, and there's one person that's like a killer. I think one of them's like Michael Myers. Um, there's mm-hmm. others. Everyone's got different powers, but the fun, the fun portion for me, like I tried playing that once. I'm like, there's just something feels wrong about this too horror E when I'm on this side. Um, but the other side is just, you, you 
you're a roughed up person and there's four of you and you're trying to escape. You you get to a generator, you turn it on very loudly and then run away and then you get to one of the two gates and open it and then escape mm-hmm. while the the guy's hunting you down. Mm. All four of you, you know, and, and trying gotcha. to kill you. And uh, it gets pretty intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're first person and then you've got third person view. So you if you're one of those others, so you can kind of see around yourself better. But oh my gosh, does it get intense? If you stay in one area too long, more focus gets turned on you. Um, it, like environment stuff starts showing up, like like uh, crows flying around. Oh you man! Know, and like <laughs> it's pretty intense. But so I just I can't watch the the long way around. I just have such a hard time sitting down and actually watching people play games. Mm-hmm. Like even for tips and stuff, it's like I'm not gonna sit here and watch that for a tip. What a gift. I wish I had your skill to not watch people play games <laughs> because it would free up so much of my time. And That's I could watch funny. more Jessica Jones. There you go. I can't get enough of her. Oh. <laughs> can't get enough of Luke Cage, man. Maybe I'll start with Power that man. then. Uh, all right. So going back to the Marvel, uh, Disney, sorry, not Marvel, Disney. Um, well, that's involved, but the Fox Disney thing. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I didn't mention it on here, but um, Fox buying out Disney, they get a controlling stake of Hulu. And in 2019, Disney is releasing their own um, Netflix-style thing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's going to be insanely popular because, I mean, Disney and Mm -hmm. all their backlog and they know how to market stuff. But um, if the new DuckTales is on there, I might get it just for that. There you go. Um or the old school one. Forget the new one. <laughs> uh, but so now I'm wondering how that's going to work because Disney and Mar- Disney Marvel was playing very dirty with the, the Fox universe. And we've talked about this, switching around Deadpool, changing lineups and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk Hulu slash Disney um, and Netflix. You know, that would be the, the two major competitors for Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Um wouldn't really consider crackle a, a competitor because it's free um mm-hmm. still a fun little service but anyhow um they've already canceled luke cage um his comic oh yeah i remember you mentioning that now yeah yeah and so it's it's kind of looking to me like uh, they they might start playing dirty until they can get some of these properties to do their own shows oh I'm not sure. I mean, this is very different than the, you know, Marvel, Disney. What is it? Uh, wow. Jessica Jones is stuck in my head now. I can't think of her, her name. The um, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, they had Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. both of which I absolutely hated. <laughs> um, uh, in their defense, well, maybe not like the they took the worst part of the marvel universe shield it was like let's make a tv show around this like really (laughs) it could have had potential i mean i haven't seen any of it but Uh, the the premise in itself doesn't sound bad to me like i I don't like shield just shield in general like it kind of i i think it just kind of took off between them using it kind of as a cameo in iron man to um, trying to use it for Captain America, and they just started building more storylines off of it. Mm-hmm. And since it became, quote, more popular with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they've mm-hmm. been bringing it back in the comics and the other uh, cartoons and everything else, it was never as big as, as it is right now, and it absolutely mm-hmm. drives me insane. So it's like they didn't realize that it's... if it didn't have it something It could have been a plan, on. but that's what it feels like to me. Like, it, it was never this bit i mean it was around but it was never like as prominent in any of the marvel universes as it is, as it is now mm-hmm. and i don't like it it's got no jurisdiction like i watched a um no real like how does it fit in two jurisdiction different mm-hmm. jurisdictions i guess is what i'm trying to say like there was an episode where uh on agents of shield like i i, if, I don't think it was my last episode but it was probably should have been <laughs> when the entire time I'm watching it and they arrest this hacker or whatever and hold him and, and all this stuff. And it's like, well, under whose authority are they holding him? Like, and why are they doing this weird punishment? No trial. Like, 
and this entire time I agree with the bad guy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, that just nope. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like it sounds like they just wanted an organization and they didn't give much thought yeah. to Yeah. I'm starting to agree with that that government guy that that I made fun of. Uh there was a guy in the I think it was some general. Uh I don't know. There's some guy in the the military that's like a, a big liaison between Hollywood and the Pentagon and allowing them to shoot certain scenes and have, you know, access to military um um stuff. Sure, we'll just go with stuff. Yeah. The the guy basically I, I wanted to say resources, but they don't necessarily you know, they're not driving around government tanks. They might be able to film them or, you know, some posterity shots or whatever, but they're not, you know, shooting government funded tank bullets. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I used to make fun of this guy because, uh, he turned down, he had two projects at the same time and he turned one of them down and went with, with the other one. He could have done them both for the record. Um, he turned down, uh, Marvel, working with marvel because he was like well this makes no sense this whole shield thing who do they work under like the they're they're in our government but not of our government or Mm -hmm. you know he was like this is so confusing this is so stupid and just not realistic so i'm gonna go ahead and help this movie with the giant robots from outer space (laughs) (laughs) called transformers because apparently that seems more realistic (laughs) to this guy used to make fun of him but now the more i'm thinking about it the more it's like go him (laughs) (laughs) kind of makes Uh, sense so much good media stuff um Superman. Apparently, I'm just going to share this and leave it. Superman is getting his red trunks back, mm-hmm. and people are excited. Well, good for them, I guess. Of, I don't know. A lot of traditionalists. It's out been there. hitting hitting the news pretty hard, which is kind of funny. Uh, Jumanji has passed Skyfall in the amount of money that it's made. And is the highest grossing non-Spider-Man movie of Sony's. Non-Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I like Spider-Man's that make a lot of money. <laughs> Spider-Man's. Um, I just found that interesting because I don't know anybody who's seen that. No, I know two people that have seen it. Um, and they absolutely loved it. Don't get me wrong. But it just seemed like before it came out, this is so stupid. I'm not going to go see this. And mm-hmm. like it, Like the buzz on the street was not yeah. super positive. And I, I've got no interest in seeing it still. That being said, I hear Jack Black. Um, I almost said playing, but maybe I should say it as Jack Black being being played by a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> playing that he's being played by a 16-year-old yeah, exactly. girl. Yeah. Um, I, I hear that is worth the ticket price alone. <laughs> Apparently, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and... Just I, I hear I don't know that 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 is just absolutely hilarious. I guess I'm just stuck on it. It's not a dark movie. There's no Robin Williams character. I I don't know. That's probably mm-hmm. just me, the old school traditionalist of you know just me being like, nope, not doing it. Yep. Hate new things. No. Don't change it. Don't make it different. I'm just gonna go back to my VHS tape of Jumanji. Yeah. That was too far. VHS. Oh. <laughs> Gonna leave that in the past, huh? Oh, yeah. Anything tape-based, man. At this point, if you've got something tape-based, it's degraded so much from just the original quality that was on it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, cassette tape. Like, if you haven't put that on CD at any point, like, it's... Goodbye. Probably not worth it at this point. Um... Mm-hmm. And just for fun, I'm going to talk about Nintendo's new thing. The I'm Labo? not sure if we have time for it, but I really want to talk about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Labo. Do you do you know about this? Yeah, you I obviously saw, know about I this. I saw the ad. Like what? <laughs> it is nuts. It okay. is absolutely nuts. No question. Just so so uh, you're aware, Nintendo's new thing. <sighs> so weird. Um. How do you even describe it? They they're releasing. Look it up. L A B O, and watch the trailer. They're releasing this thing that's a controller for the Nintendo Switch, which is 
um, their current gaming system. Um, well, it's not that... even a controller, really. It's cardboard cutouts that you put on your Switch controllers and things. Well, yeah, and it acts like a controller somehow. Um, yeah. Like, you, there's one where you make a little cardboard piano, and you can play it using the... By, by slipping your Switch controller into the cardboard piano. And I, I believe you can make your own, like, there's some way to design your own somehow as well throughout this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's cardboard piano, cardboard steering wheel, cardboard... I'm not sure what it looked like. It looked like, uh, you know those old cartoons where somebody grabs a stick and it... They start going in the direction of whatever direction. The dowsing this... rod. Yeah, dowsing rod. There's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh, but we can't get into that. That's witchcraft. That's of the devil. <laughs> well, there's one you can make out of cardboard, looks like, from <laughs> Nintendo. But it's cool. It's out of cardboard. It's not a stick. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's that's the difference. As long as the wood is processed. That's that right. gets all the demons out of it. Um, well, yeah, just like our food, right? <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure they're putting demons into that. Uh, oh, oh, so that's where it goes. They take it out of the cardboard, or the wood, and put it into put the food. it into the. We're on to TV them. dinners. So if our podcast disappears next week, you know what happened? The Illuminati. <laughs> um, the the one that, like, I was completely making fun of it until there was a robot kit where you put on the giant backpack and control the robot. I'm just like, okay, sold. <laughs> yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine this, though. Like, this system is definitely, like, the most kitty of them all. Like, it, it's meant for children. Like, it's it doesn't even seem as um, PvP, like, group games as the older Nintendo systems mm-hmm. kind of were. Um, and it's made of cardboard. Like, yeah. it's going to last maybe one play with, with children. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one play like one sit down how about that one sit down like and what were they thinking man and then like the kit itself cost about 70 bucks 80 dollars if you want the robot yeah kit. the price point is for deep. cardboard yeah that is insane mm-hmm. well maybe they've i don't know maybe it's a japanese culture thing maybe it's gonna sell really well over there, you know, I I don't know. Um, like there's there is some. Honestly, stuff about that it. didn't occur to me because there are some weird things in Japan. Yep, it's a very different culture. One of the podcasts I listen to has a, a segment that makes fun of the Japanese. <laughs> um, actually, it's kind of funny because the intro is something like we want to bridge the gap between American culture and their culture. So we kindly asked the question, what the heck, Japan? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe that, that could be maybe one of the cultural differences things. But, I mean, mm-hmm. this company, for the most part, has been smart enough when selling to America. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to say, you know, it's um, even if it doesn't do so well, even if there's some stuff like the price point that just seems squirrely about it, kudos to them for doing something weird, you know? Stepping out there. But the price tag. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to buy one because of that. But if someone else has a temperament that is going to get $70 worth of value out of this weird product, then more power to them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So, um, Christian props. Yeah. Um, I want to give some Christian props to the Babylon Bee. Recent article from them. Trump refuses to let Jesus into his heart after learning he's from Nazareth. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really funny article. (laughs) Um, and I, uh, they, you know, just for, just from the, as as far as highlighting and bringing out into the open, in in a just, you know, really jab hard way. Welcome the, to the Babylon Bee. Have you been here before? Yeah, yeah. Just the the, <laughs> the discrepancy between his professed Christianity and his his actions. This is just sort of brought it out to light, and like it even made fun of Trump's, uh, shall we say 
turd hole comment regarding uh you know by that's by putting... not what he said yeah but we can't say what he said All on the right. podcast okay, fine <laughs> yeah but just um i think they they had um trump calling nazareth a just a hole in the babylon b and like <laughs> everyone knows what that's about um and in the the final sentence of the article was so, something like him siding with with odin or thor or something or one of these norse gods of power <laughs> you know, like that's more my style you know What's wow. <laughs> so good satire good satire from the b well uh i'm gonna highlight um this lady I- i've only got her last name um i'm sure i can find it though come to think of it uh parsons is her name she is credited right now with um, a former Muslim uh, turned Christian over in Sweden, and she's credited with being instrumental in over like uh, fifteen hundred uh, recent conversions. Like she's going out and converting um, Muslims to Christian Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. It's just it's a interesting story of her life where she was like I said former former muslim um she um escaped from her country at one point um let's see i'm trying to remember what war it was what this was early 80s anyhow she escapes gets thrown in prison when they uh, go over the 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 mountains there um Mm -hmm. with her children like they just grabbed their children and left and um snuck through the the frozen mountains with like nothing and got into sweden got thrown in jail then then switched countries after that and ended up getting citizenship i believe in sweden and uh after like this sounds like a lot of issues with her family like she left one husband um had to fight to get her son back from the grandfather who took quote legally took her son because of that whole religion thing mm-hmm. that they have there and um went got the new husband and then that's when they traveled across the snow there um and just sounds like crazy crazy um crazy life <laughs> mm-hmm but just the fact that she is going, I mean, she's still getting death threats from like even her own distant family. Um, that, that second husband, she actually ended up uh, leaving as well. Um, I believe she had converted. And uh, at some point her, um, her family, her family, her husband was going to leave, like kidnap the kids and take them back. Mm-hmm. So, um Hmm. just very interesting life and the fact that she's she's doing ministry and she's doing um here it is it is <laughs> oh you gotta love what you got what you got you gotta love the internet no it's like all right here it is and i'm going to read it to everybody i'm on the air live bloop there it went advertisement yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i believe it's anita parsons or parson um just one parson yeah just one parson um but just uh props to her going uh and just taking taking that mission seriously and working hard um to help all these these different muslims in their faith and come to christ um props to the girl that came back twice to her uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, she can, was converted but somebody just came to her house and was like, Hey, have you thought about Jesus? Do you want to pray? Yeah. You, know, you know, she, she was ticked mm-hmm. next day. Same lady comes back with the Bible and says, Hey, want this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she ended up like, uh, praying that day. So, mm-hmm. um, pretty cool story just for that, that random girl that they don't mention who she was. Um, yeah. Like someone there's planting the seed and then there's the harvest you know yep yeah but just that's that's um i mean with 
with the hardships of her life, much less just escaping or escaping, um, not talking about any of that and just mm-hmm. talking about her current situation um, in Sweden and getting those death threats from, like I said, even her, uh, her, we'll call them estranged family, you know, or distant family. And uh, just the, the threats that she's had there. It's just pretty cool when you hear a story like that. Yeah. Like, and it, when people are out there sharing the gospel like that, I, I think about myself and, you know, here I am talking about video games and whatnot. And it's like, I mean, not, not to bash on talking about video games, you know, I, I think that can have a place in ministry in the Christian life too, obviously, but like, I mean, Hey, I, I used Halo tournaments to get, um, uh, get kids in the church. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but you know, the, it's like, how do you, how do you, when you, when you make, it's like making your life about the gospel and making those things a part of your life and bringing bringing these things together like that's the i guess that's the tricky part and um her life is the i guess inside roots that she's got the the experience with islam um and the knowledge of that and as a result of being aware of that religion and culture being able to minister and evangelize to to people who are in that yeah you know that's uh, that's cool, you know, and, and perhaps we as gamers who are aware of that sort of thing. Um, I play enough video games in that area. I think I can empathize with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, Josh. <laughs> well, um, this anyway. is the guy that thought government shutdown meant purge. <laughs> <laughs> so, science news. Science news. You got any? Nope. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking you said they had it. My bad. Um, so I saw this in, uh, I think it was in uh, Popular Science. I want to go ahead and give them a little bit of credit for this, mm-hmm. um, for at least bringing it to my attention. Always makes me think of the strong bad joke. Popular Science? Uh, more like nerdular nerdants. Nerd. Uh, nerd. <laughs> Bless you, strong bad. So um, NASA and the Department of Energy have teamed up and they've come up with um a new um nuclear reactor that they're hoping to bring to mars <laughs> that is um with with the uh <clears throat> excuse me with the uranium and its shell the size of like a waste paper basket hmm that's a lot of power. Yeah, well, it's that's the size of it, and it's supposed to be putting out, like, uh, I think each one is 10 kilowatts, like something massive like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, actually, there's two different uh, sizes that they mentioned. Um, and I forgot them. I was hoping I could look it up really quick and stall, but it is not. But apparently it's, like, fairly... Fairly clean energy, um, especially for bringing it to Mars. Or clean, sorry. <laughs> Fairly mm-hmm. clean energy. Fairly safe energy uh. is uh, more of the wording that I was looking for there. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, that's, to me, that's really cool. Like, you've got a, a nuclear reactor the size of a trash can that mm-hmm. could power your house, much less probably several others. Mm-hmm. Can I get one? <laughs> a house on Mars? No. A nuclear reactor. I mean, I could have a house on Mars, I guess. Um, just never go there. Right? I'd never go there. I'd, I'd rent it out to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing that. Oh, that's one way to make money. He rent... signed the, the, the lease. It's not my fault he didn't have a, a bride there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like they're going to take, like, uh, ten of these things to Mars is the plan now. Um, if, you know, like, uh, nine, I, I believe, to support what they want to do, and then, like, one extra. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And something else I learned about Mars when uh, looking this stuff up, like... Uh, it's a very bad place for energy in the first place, especially with their dust storms, which I knew about. 
mm-hmm. and that it was actually um, like it gets less sunlight than our planet than the moon which mm-hmm. when I originally learned was super surprising and shocking and that it gets super cold there like it's just odd these facts that this planet that's uh, you know closer to the sun than us yeah um, and but these dust storms like I didn't realize um, the dust storm how bad the dust storms got there um, they could last for days, weeks, months, mm-hmm. and the dust storms can literally in, in, um, cover the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a planet-wide storm. Wow. That's huge. I remember there, you know, in The Martian, the, the book and the movie, like, the whole mess starts with an unexpected dust storm, you know, causing havoc and stranding Matt Damon on Mars. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on to, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I love how every time you move your face away from the mic for that, it's, <laughs> it's like I know completely what's coming yell here. into it. It's uh, just my little signal. Yep. All right, so uh, let's talk about making a big deal over nothing. Oh boy. Something that we Christians are quite good at. Oh, yeah. Like this... Maybe I should make... I've got one. In fact, I'm adding this to my list for later, right as we speak. Oh, boy. Um, But, like, we just really like to be like, oh, oh, we, we, we cracked the code on this, and this is actually evil for whatever reason. My favorite example of this is like uh, two years ago. I used to use other examples, but but this is now my favorite. Was it two years? Maybe it was three years. I have no idea where it was you're going three with years this. Ago, and this is fascinating. Um, I was at a concert, and there was a group there that was just walking around, handing flyers out and protesting monster energy drinks. Uh huh. Um, where they had broken down every symbol on the the monster logo. Oh no! Said, it's got like the six 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 and everything, doesn't it? Uh, it might have had that. Like the uh, there was something where they were like, yeah, this this symbolizes the three crosses or the three nails, and this symbolizes this is actually close to the Greek letter of this, and it means this, and it's all these Satanistic symbols combined to make the word monster. Mm-hmm. It's like really. Oh, it's like they're just looking for. You really, really had to look for this. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And and let's just say for pretend that I thought that the company Monster or just even some digital animator was like, hey, let's make it this, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, okay, so he had a little bit of fun there. Does that mean I'm drinking demon juice when I'm drinking Monster? <laughs> yes, like, of course, obviously. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, No. Just, uh-huh. It either means nothing or it means nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just superstitious nonsense to look for. Uh... Of course, some people would say that's all religion, but <laughs> eh, what you going to do? Uh, people so... are going to disagree with you and raise a fuss no matter what you say. So you're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong. Uh... <laughs> I got I got a you're doing it wrong. Okay. If you want me to talk oh. about that. It's the Babylon B again, the, actually. Just for the record, this is all him, so send your hate mail to him. Oh, no. I'm yeah, just yeah. <laughs> you can uh, send your hate mail. If, if you're oppo- morally opposed to Monster, send your hate mail to Ash. No, no, send it to Monster. Oh, yeah. Okay. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> well, anyway, um, my you're doing it wrong is the Babylon B. With their article, Disagreeing with Progressives on Social Issues Now Qualifies as Federal Hate Crime. (laughs) I'm just going to read the first sentence from the article. The U.S. Department of Justice confirmed Monday that disagreeing with any progressive on any social issue now qualifies as a federal hate crime, which will be punished to the full extent of the law. Seriously? The U.S. Department of Justice under Jeff Sessions? This is your idea of satire, the Babylon Bee? This is not even accurate. Like, it's just total persecution complex garbage, and they're doing it wrong. What? What? What's that look mean? 
I don't even know which direction to go here. <laughs> oh, that you, just got under my skin, man. You know the Babylon Bee is satire, right? Yeah, but like <laughs> they're satire they're satirizing a thing that doesn't exist. Like the federal government. That's kind of what satire is, though. No, satire is exaggerating something that already exists to the point where it's ridiculous. They're exaggerating a non-thing, a thing that isn't even real. This notion that, you know, that there's any sort of bias against, you know, expressing non-liberal views, you know? like I mean, so, so just to be clear, you're saying that... that liberals who hear something that's against what they believe don't go nuts at times oh they absolutely do but to suggest that the u.s government is somehow complicit in that instead of trying to like well, I, I think stifle gag, liberal though, isn't it that's why i was laughing i'm like yep that's what every progressive would love to see happen <laughs> oh sure they love it but it doesn't exist and saying that well i don't know maybe maybe there's um if if you want to view it you know if you want to ask is it good satire um you might criticize them for for trying something a little too convoluted you know like it's it's too contrary to the actual state of affairs to imagine as plausible but i don't know maybe that just makes it more ridiculous in your mind yeah pretty much yeah (laughs) i just i just think that in america it's so dumb when we as christians think we're being persecuted when really someone is just saying uh, no, I don't agree with you, you know, and they're not like whipping us or imprisoning us. But that's or... what like even like a lot of atheists and, and quote, uh, what did they call it? Progressives mm-hmm. do to the Christians and people like that. Now they do the same thing. Like I've, I remember an atheist yelling at me one day and saying, oh, I'm going to convert you. And like, I just mentioned that I'm a Christian. Like I hadn't mm-hmm. even talked about anything else other than the fact that, oh yeah, I was, I'm a Christian. I was, I'm a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This happened in the past. I was said. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like There's the English problems. It's it, the, the Christian version of the, uh, what's his name? Um, Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> I used to be a Christian. I still am, but I used to too. <laughs> yeah. I, we have we have fun on the podcast. We go back and forth. We uh, we jab at each other. It's a good time. But I take it personally. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I, I still sad. love you, and we we can sure still talk do. about these things. All right. So uh, on to the meat. So so we mentioned it last week, mm-hmm. a bunch, and um, <clears throat> the march was this week for life. Which you you might not have known because it was uh, overshadowed in the news by the 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 women's march, which is so weird. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, which are two different, pretty much sides, and the women's march gets confusing. And never mind. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna drop that right now. And so uh, we're gonna talk about abortion, but I feel like we should um... not. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> What I was going to say, oh, well, I mean, these are the kind of topics that we talk about, but I feel like this isn't that much of a controversial topic inside the church, and that's kind of our our crowd, or at least who who this this podcast is meant for, is the, the Christian community. So mm-hmm. a lot of the statements that we make um, are very agreeable in that community. So and to me, the more I thought about this, the more I was like, ah... Uh, is this something that we need to talk about? Maybe I'll let you give your thoughts in a second, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's things I, I, I would like to say, and I don't mind saying, and you know, we'll talk about it and I'll do not my best not to rant because this is one of those uh, Ash rant topics. But in the top, um, there are times when uh, I should have written a speech down for this. <laughs> there are times when, um, so the Bible says, here we go, the Bible says, and I take this verse seriously, very seriously, that you should not expect non-Christians to act like Christians because they're not Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like uh, most people either haven't read that verse that are Christians or just ignore that verse mm-hmm. and get upset with the world when it doesn't act like Christians or they're, they're non-Christian friends for doing non-Christian things. That's like, well, they're not Christians. Like, hold on, time out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, this podcast, just 
taking this conversation for, if you're listening to this take this conversation for a <clears throat> we're christians t- taking a christian's prote- perspective talking to other christians um so some of the arguments that we make at some point you might be like well that's not right because you know as non-christians or somebody who doesn't believe there's this um i pretty sure i could successfully argue against somebody like that but um but they're not here right now they, so. first of all yeah you're not here right now but also not just that but like um oh, the, no. oops sorry this is I a kicked. huge this is a huge huge conversation both in and out of the the church so um this is just letting you know how we've streamlined it um so no don't go bonkers over like oh well this is being a non-christian you know there's this and it's like well yeah we didn't discuss that (laughs) yeah there's a reason that this is for from one christian to another kind of conversation Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you wanted to mention or, or uh your thoughts maybe you can start this conversation out I hope not. <laughs> you hope not. Well, You're the one that brought it up. I didn't know we were going to make a whole topic about it. And then you were like, I want to make a topic about it. And I was like, okay. But, I mean, it's... Okay, um, abortion bad. <laughs> well, I, I feel like the, you know, there's a lot of... Um, I'm, I feel like I'm going to get flack from you from saying it's more complicated than that. But I do think it is more complicated than that. I mean, there's... There's the simple fact that being pro-life, you know, can't just mean being pro-birth. You know, you have to be ready to support, you know, the lives that are coming into the, into this world or else they're just going to, you know, die outside the womb instead of inside it. And, um, I mean, this, this is hard for me to talk about just because, like, I, I'm a people pleaser and, like, I don't like... Um, getting thought of as being anti-women you know because of um well that's one of the crappy stigmas that gets thrown out there when it's like oh well you're anti-women or it's my body my choice and Mm -hmm. the argument that that will get me stoned is well you shared that body with somebody at some point and that's why this happened and that's why it may or may not 100 percent be your choice at this point even though they Mm -hmm. can take it upon themselves to make that choice we'll say yeah it's uh you know i i think it's um the the fact that there can um be a lot of uh, listen to me umming and <laughs> erring um like i just i I've, I've got these thoughts floating around my head and i'm like how do i how do I fish one out of the mire, you know, and how do I, how do I then articulate it? Um, because I, th- I think that, you know, understanding that society is not on the side of the poor, you know, a, a lot of these people who are having abortions, you know, um, they're, the blame, you can't just place the blame on one person, like, we for not having their backs are enabling this you know even as we we protest and try to make it illegal um you know or or that that sort of action there there needs to be um a renewed understanding of the the biblical you know um the biblical imperative for compassion for looking out for the poor for looking out for the the helpless the disenfranchised and you know children you know there's a fetus is a just a a very weak very small very inside another person child yeah you know and and like you got to be committed to the development of that child not just in the womb but in but like outside of it as well that's right but i mean that really informs a lot of my my thinking on abortion in this country um Anyway, we'll, we'll talk American for a second. Um, in this country, there's there's plenty of places at this point that if you can't take care of said baby, there are plenty of places. That... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just have the image of you pull the drawer out, drop the baby in, and shut it. You know, yeah. the... but no, there's plenty of places that you can no questions asked. Oh, like the off like the, the mail shoot, the yeah, baby, the mail shoot, the or you know, you drop shoot. your keys off late night at a, a car uh, repair shop, and she, you yeah, know. the return box at the yeah. library. 
Um, the baby return. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, all joking aside, I mean, there's plenty of places where you can do that. Not that. But you... <laughs> <laughs> wow, Ash derailed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of places that you can just bring your baby in, no questions asked, and leave. Mm-hmm. You know? There, there's no excuse for... Orphanages and adoption centers and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think mm-hmm. you could do it... Uh, I believe for a while in Cincinnati, a law was passed that you could drop it off at any fire uh, station. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm not yeah. sure if that's still around or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, it's that's one of those things. Everybody's get enough access to be able to at least figure out where one of those places is somewhere. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's here's my thought on that. If I mean, if do you want to say more? Um, just that, even giving that there is the expense and the difficulty involved in carrying the child's term. And with a lot of, you know, a lot of employers that don't give maternity leave or, you know, um, you know like the worst part is the one-two punch of the employer who isn't giving the woman maternity leave and doesn't pay a living wage so that the woman can actually, you know, even if the woman... Well, it's a it's a one two punch, you know. Yeah. When the when the woman is economically exploited both by her wages and by the employer's uh, lack of a maternity policy. And and here's my my punch back at, at the the men here too. You know, my taking probably going to get flack for that. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't just your body at one point. Um, us men don't have a great track record, especially in this country right now. But even in this time period, we'll say of stepping up and doing the right thing and helping with said financial situation. So I will hundred percent agree too, that there's that added on top of it where supposedly that help could be there, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. and I mean, there, there's still expense in the abortion though itself. Mm-hmm. This is true too. Um, not to mention the, the aftercare from the abortion, which people don't talk about, but there's a lot of complications, a lot of issues, a lot of sicknesses that come from having an abortion. And there's no aftercare. Like, if you get sick, if there's something that was done wrong during the abortion and you call up that clinic or you go back to that clinic, they'll tell you, oh, we're not doctors. You have to go somewhere else. Mm. Well, you made a mistake. Well, I'm still bleeding or this is happening or that is happening. We're not doctors. Go away. That's their mentality. Mm-hmm. So there's still a massive expense slash risk on top of that. So it, I mean, Mm -hmm. granted this may be arguing semantics, but I mean, in that general, general arena for me, it's same problem, different route. Yeah. Well, that's, that's some real stuff that you're talking about right there because a lot of the people that I, uh, one, one argument that I commonly hear reiterated from abortion rights supporters is that the um i had it on the tip of my tongue a moment ago but uh can can we cut out all my ums and stammers (laughs) in post i don't have that much time (laughs) yeah fair fair enough fair enough neither do i so uh, we're stuck with this but um let's let's rewind to what you were talking about the uh the cost uh the risks um up one thing that i hear a lot of is that you can't outlaw abortions. You can only outlaw safe abortions. The idea that someone will go to that a black market will exist and someone will go to it if um, you know if there isn't a, a safe legal alternative. But the fact that the the legal alternative is not so safe, you know, it might be less unsafe. But according to you, it's it you know it's it has its own share of problems yeah no post care i mean um, i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it, it didn't go perfectly because i mean that's a possibility but i mean you're still gonna be on the couch for a couple of days most likely yeah um but you know what like uh i haven't done much research what on what you're saying but it's it's a very good counter to that sort of argument that i frequently come across um for whatever that's worth um i mean there's just there's so many different different directions this conversation can go to like um me personally i just see um 
and there's a lot of places that my mind has gone since then and I'll try not to touch them but um, it's a life like mm-hmm. it's very much a life in my book this is somebody yeah and that stems from a story I heard uh, as a kid about um, a family uh, in our area um, one of those like uh, um, wreck stories and it's one of those uh, I can't remember the movie I'm struggling for the movie where the kid went to heaven or something. Mm-hmm. Heaven uh, is for real? Maybe that is it. I don't know. Um, but it was this kid who ended up uh, being in a car wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the plot of Heaven is for Real? I don't even know that one. Um, heaven is for real. Um, you know, it's it's like a five-year-old kid had a near-death experience and talks about like seeing Jesus and stuff. Um, I haven't seen the movie, but I've read the book and... Clearly, I paid a lot of attention to it. I mean, it I could be, it could be, um, I don't know. See, I swear it was um, involved with something around here. See, and now I'm struggling to even recall it. And it could have been somebody quoting that book where there was a car crash and kid um, goes to heaven, sees Jesus. Kid uh, goes to heaven again and sees um, father and brother, I believe, mm-hmm. that were in the car. Mm-hmm. And then kid goes to heaven again and sees two more brothers. And, um, wakes up and tells her mother, his mother and the mother like freaks out because she had two miscarriages. Oh yeah. Um, that to me just speaks volumes of those were two lives. You know, if you want to skip that story, that's fine. Mm -hmm. To me, scientifically speaking, there's a chemical reaction when the sperm enters the egg that scares off other sperm and they can't enter the egg. That in my book is life. There is a reaction, um, some of which to this day is still unexplained, that mm-hmm. happens in that moment. That is life to me. Well, it, it becomes a human being. The, um, the two incomplete sets of chromosomes fuse. You get, uh, you get a human number of chromosomes with um, at least, you know, as uh, in, the, in the general everything goes right, usually occurring case, you know, the... Uh, the pair of sex chromosomes, either the XX or the XY. Yeah. And that's um, that's a good definition of a human being right there. 46 chromosomes with a... Um, you know, and, and there, there are there are anomalies, but we can recognize them as still human. You know, uh, I'm, I'm getting into some weird off-the-topic-of-abortion stuff here, but um, I think it's, you know, pe- people will debate the, the personhood of the fetus you know when when does it become a person with person rights i you know i'd i'd say human humanness is important as well and human rights and fetuses. i mean to me it to me and that's that's why i was going there it's it's a life it, yeah it's it, a it life doesn't have a personality if it can't speak if it can't hear that doesn't mean anything does that mean that we should be wiping out people that can't speak or don't have personalities uh, that, that quiet kid in the back of the class is like, oh, wait, uh, hold on. I, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a rich inner life, honestly. I have a personality. Doesn't say it out loud. That's all he's doing in his head. Staring yeah. around as everybody's staring at him. Oh, <laughs> no, no, poor... sorry, sorry, dude. Quick, say something, dummy. <laughs> um, that poor kid. <laughs> that was me we, back in the day. We feel for you, I kid. I snapped somewhere. Um <laughs> You know, this is this is parents making decision for, um, and this is one of those arenas that that can sway outside of Christians talking to Christians. So I'm trying not to, but like this is parents making decisions for kids. That's mm-hmm. their life, you know. Yeah. Like inside yeah. the church, that's just shouldn't happen, can't happen. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, like I, I, you know, my my thinking on it is I want to support females, I want I want to support women, I want to support females, but, you know, fifty percent of those beings in the womb are females, <laughs> so roughly, you know, so so I want to support them too. Yeah, um, the women in the womb, and I know a couple of people that were. Um, I've got a friend who she, she was supposed to have been aborted. Her, her mom, um, went to go get help with the pregnancy and they they really really pushed for her to abort um who later became well that's 
you know what? Let's be honest about this story. I did not like her. <laughs> she drove me insane. And the reason I'm trying to be honest about this is because she would not have deserved that, quote, we'll say non-existence. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I did not like her. I did not not like her that much. Is that enough negative? Did I put those negatives in the right place? I'm starting Anyhow, to lose track. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, that... As much as I didn't like her and had to put up with her in a lot of... We went to the same school, the same church. Like, you know, mm-hmm. to not have had her existed I, is just wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thankfully, her mother decided against that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Um and just along those lines, the, 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 the love that we, we speak about here, um, man, the, the, a lot of the, the problems arise from, um, their peers, the, the hate from us Christians and, and our Christian daughters getting pregnant and having sex when, oh no, they, they shouldn't have like, I shouldn't put it that way, but you know, they, they had sex outside of marriage and their strict Christian family mm-hmm. is going to ostracize them now and, and boot them out of the house. And yeah, you know, like there's no forgiveness, there's, there's no support. Yeah. That's the opposite reaction that we ha- need to have. Yeah. Should it have happened? Is there a lesson to be learned there? Of course. Um, I'd probably, I'm making this statistic up, but I'm guessing 90% of those is like those that we get in trouble. We know we're in trouble and we know it was a stupid thing and we're never going to do it again. And yet you still have to go home and hear your parents lecture you about it. And it's like, I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to do this next three hours? You know, like, um, they're probably already at that point before their, you know, parents talk to them. They're afraid of whatever their social status might be. You know, mm-hmm. it's a love issue again on that side of the argument, you know, of, you know, we're outside these abortion clinics and, and picketing. And like I said, that may, may or not be a problem mm-hmm. for me. But like, if that's the one thing you're doing is yelling at these women, not helping these women, if you're, um, you know, have no other, if you're not supporting anything, how about that? If you're not supporting anything because picketing is not supporting, you know, it's the yeah. clear opposite, then there's an issue here. You know, we, we need to, to love these young women as men. We need to stand up and take responsibility because going back to my, it takes two to tango argument. It takes two to tango fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite true. Um, you know, and I mean, just again, as, as men, we've straight dropped the ball. Like, hopefully somewhere mm-hmm. our generation can start picking up the ball and maybe the next generation carry a ball somewhere because, let's mm-hmm. face it, our parents dropped it, our generation has dropped it. Like, yeah. you know, and it's biologically, it's very easy Actually, to let me put it. it this way. Our parents dropped it and we booted it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's over the fence somewhere. <laughs> hey, Mr. Wilson! <laughs> My ball now! <laughs> So who does Mr. Wilson represent in this analogy? I don't know. It, the analogy fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> like every analogy does. Um, but just we need to love these young women and these young men. I'll throw that out there. I mean, there's there's enough of them that step up and, you know, that that could be a problem. Their parents could be pressuring them to, to pressure their girlfriend to, or or not girlfriend <laughs> yeah. to have the abortion. You know, that it's just such a love problem that we have that we need to love on these i always want to say young women again Mm -hmm. movie problem for ash (laughs) but but these women we we need to find this love help these families um just love on them like yeah I wish I could, <laughs> I'm sitting here wishing I could expand upon that. But then like, as soon as I do, it's like, well, nope, just mm-hmm. love on them. Yeah. Well, I think it's fair to say that if you're not back in the woman, you're not back in the child inside. Exactly. Yeah. And I really do think that we're going to make a lot more progress with the carrot than the stick, you know, um, incentivizing both, both in our personal lives and in, um, social programs, you know, that's. I guess, incentivize women to carry their children to term. We need to, you know, support the whole process and not just, um, not just 
focus all our attention on attempting to criminalize, you know, more, more and more of this sort of abortion and, you know, really, really focus on the holistic sort of human existence, human life, everything that's tied up in that, the way these, these humans are making choices and feeling and, um, yeah, we need, we need love. We need compassion. We need, um, all that good stuff. And that means making phone calls, maybe helping with bills, uh, maybe even if it's said ostracized girl, finding a place for them to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. uh, while they, they carry it to term, while they figure out these family issues, you know, it's and and loving on them and showing them kindness as opposed to, well, you can come over here, but now I'm going to grill you like, you know, yeah. coming together as a community to just everyone contributing something to to help out with the challenge of bringing the child to term exactly i don't know Uh, so far so many of these have just kind of ended us with us saying love each other yeah it's it's a good thing to end with yeah uh, this is the christian rebellion reminding you to love each other it's a rebellion of love um yep I love you, man. I love you too, Ash. You're still not getting my Bud Light. <laughs> Remember those old commercials? Yeah. There's been a lot of Bud Light commercials. Yeah, those were always my favorite. I love you, man. You're not getting it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Ash Green. And I'm Jackson Farrell. And if you feel like contacting us, we are at the... I almost said the... Uh, ChristianRebellion.net. Or Christ underscore rebel on Twitter, or you can email us at Christian Rebellion at planxmedia.net. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Did I say Christian Rebellion.net? Yeah, Christian Rebellion.net. Okay, just double checking. It's dot com. It's dot com. We got two Homestar Runner references in this episode. Maybe next time we'll go for the hat trick. Yeah is so old we should probably stop <laughs> said the guy who I dropped mario references at the beginning of this podcast i will never stop sorry not mario mario 3 mm-hmm. <laughs> mario is still around okay well i reckon we'll see everyone later all right